Hello everyone and welcome back to another interview from a super cool radio. I'm your host as always, the spirit of super cool radio himself, Matthew Thomas. Before I start talking about my guests, just a quick reminder to thumbs up this video and subscribe to our channel and turn on that notification bell. That way you don't miss any super cool content. My guest is a very good friend of mine. He is Brian from Concerts That Made Us Podcast. He's an incredible interviewer and one of my favorite podcasts to listen to. We'll be talking about different aspects of podcasting, sharing some great stories, and a lot of laughs as well. I hope you enjoy this video, and we're going to bring on my guest this time. It is Brian from Concerts That Made Us Podcast. Let's go! Before we jump into the show, I want to tell you about our merch store on Threadless. Shop a wide variety of logos with multiple colors and sizes available for each design. Your support is greatly appreciated and helps us continue to make killer content like this episode. Please visit supercoolradio.threadless.com or the link in the description to shop now. I got a really great guest joining me at this time. He's an incredible interviewer and the host of one of my favorite podcasts. Please welcome Brian from Concerts That Made Us. Matthew, how are we? It's an absolute honor and a pleasure to be here. It's very nice to have you. I'm doing great. Uh, how is everything going for you? Good, good. Can't complain. All good. The weather's a bit crap, but kind of get used to it over here in Ireland. It's like minus three degrees celsius now i don't know what that is in fahrenheit but it's cold uh I, i'm sure there's some very odd uh calculation you got to do for that i used to remember that in high school but now I don't, so. <laughs> it, it was like three, it, like you had to multiply it by three over two and divide by something it was very yeah. odd yeah be much easier if like everyone just adopted the one you know if it was celsius or fahrenheit either way joseph i don't know if you saw this in the discord uh, Joseph sent in a really great question that I'm curious about. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see what you think. Um, so, what do you prefer for your whiskey? Is it Irish, Canadian, or American? <laughs> Personally, American. I'm an absolute lover of JD Jack Daniels. Oh, nice. But I don't know. I feel like over here, I feel like that's not really a proper whiskey. Now I'm probably going. To probably going to alienate a lot of fans of my show saying that because i have a large listenership in america but you know ireland scotland is kind of the home of whiskey you know if you want to mute that bit out you can but i don't know i'm just a lover of jd it's just sweet and goes down nice whereas i find irish whiskeys are very harsh it's good to know good to know jack Daniels is a standard uh mm. at least in my opinion yeah yeah it's no it's uh it's very nice Either that or Southern Comfort, but I don't think Southern Comfort is a whiskey, is it? I don't know. <laughs> either do I. You see, I'm not a great person to be chatting on it either because I might drink like maybe once a year. I wouldn't, unless I was at an occasion, I wouldn't really drink, you know. Yeah, I, I feel, I, to me, I prefer like soda and like right now I got hot chocolate in my Randy Savage mug. Oh, nice, nice. 
because it's like well it's actually above it's it's above the normal temperature here in uh, in Indiana the United States it's like I think uh, last time I checked uh, it's like 40 degrees Fahrenheit whatever that is in Celsius I don't know but it's uh, it's above average because usually we're at zero really yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll that's all. so um, before so we got we got a little off track with all of that stuff bring it back on track and hopefully uh, <laughs> We don't alienate any any people as we go forward. Um, so, question for me now. Okay. So Joseph sent in that question. I'm going to hit you with a very hard question before we get to talking about all the fun stuff. So, what is one album, one movie, and one podcast you recommend everyone check out in their lifetime? Oh man, jeez, straight into the hard stuff, huh? <laughs> oh. <laughs> one album. Hmm. You know, I feel like anyone that knows me now, I feel like I should be given this sort of new, you know, amazing album that's only like a year or two old or was out this year. But anyone that knows me is rolling their eyes and shaking their head now because they know exactly what I'm going to say. I'm going to say L.A. Woman by The Doors. Oh, that's a damn good album. I, I was not expecting that from you, but... Really? Yeah, I not not say you don't listen to the doors, um, <laughs> I, but I was I was not expected. But that is a it's a very solid album. Yeah, yeah, it's uh it's one that I always go back to, and I have all of their albums in my collection. But for some reason, you know, if I say to myself I want to listen to the doors today, that's the album I'll go to. It's just it kind of has everything, you know. Yeah, does plus the title track is one of my favorite songs by them. Yeah, yeah, me too. I love the the sound of the the motorbike and everything starting off, and just the bass line, and you know it's the perfect tempo, everything. And did you know that he recorded the vocals in sitting on the toilet? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, they recorded they recorded it at home, and they couldn't get the the perfect kind of echo and you know atmosphere going. So he went into the toilet with the mic, and he got the fir- the perfect reverb on his voice in there. Mm-hmm. I, I have heard of people recording in the bathroom be, or like closets and stuff because like mm-hmm. it's smaller so you get that kind of echo but I yeah. didn't know that for that song yeah. that album I should say every day is a school day huh yeah <laughs> movie then oh yeah one this, movie this is hard because if I didn't do a music podcast I'd do a movie podcast I like I love movies I've I think I've like 5,000 DVDs or something Oh yes, I still collect DVDs. I'm old. I, that's how I, that, dude. I got a bunch of DVDs that I collect too. Like that, CDs and DVDs are my go-to. Really? Oh yeah. Yeah. Right. I'll give you two. Right. Possibly three because I can't narrow it down. But if you want to keep on a music sort of uh, vibe, see, even as I'm about to say this, I have about five other movies popping into my head. But I'll say Elvis to give you a new film. The one that came out last year. Everybody should see that. Just to, I think it's a perfect example of how the music industry can screw you over no matter how talented and how iconic you are. You know, like he had it all in the palm of his hand, but yet he was a prisoner to his own fame. You know, a a non-movie one or a non-music one would be probably Goodfellas or A Bronx Tale. No, have I, you seen I've, them? I've not. No, I'm not familiar with them. Oh man, 
if you like mafia movies, these are, you know, up there right next to The Godfather. The best mafia movies ever made. Best crime movies ever made. They're just, they're, they'll always have a special place in my heart, just say. And uh, what was the next one? An album, a movie, and... Uh, one podcast. Oh, God. Uh, can I say Super Cool Radio? <laughs> yes, you can. Of course you can. That was the right answer. <laughs> that good. I, I, if you weren't going to say that, I have to cut this interview off and <laughs> throw him out of my own interview. <laughs> but thank you for that. I really appreciate it. That uh, you see, I definitely upgraded this season. I got a nice backdrop behind me now. I was admiring it. It's very nice. Hey, yeah, I'm, I'm really trying to you know, step up the production and stuff and make it look, you know, a little bit more. Um, more, more professional. I want to give mm. a nice TV show vibe to it. Ah, I see, I see. It's, uh, it's cool now. I love the colors, you know. It's not just the normal sort of brick background. It kind of has a bit of graffiti and stuff. That's what I was going for. I wanted something a little different. Plus, like, if I didn't hang it straight, you know, the colors would make it look like, you know, it wasn't yeah. supposed to be straight anyway. Yeah, true. <laughs> I did actually. hang it straight, though. I did <laughs> hang it straight, but I was like, just in case, if I can't do that, It'll look like it's supposed to look messed up. <laughs> the only thing I find, though, is it's kind of a nuisance before interviews when you have all this extra stuff to set up, you know? Yeah. yeah luckily, this is pretty permanent right now, so luckily I don't oh, really? do. Yeah, I, I don't have to do much right now. I just have to move my mic and uh, make sure my camera, like, I don't know. I feel like if I'm too far away from the camera, like, uh, you know, I, I can't, it doesn't look as good and I'm too close. You can't see my shirt. So I'm like, I'm always trying to fiddle with that to make it, <laughs> but you gotta, hey, you gotta, gotta promote the merch, man. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, oh, I always find that as well though. Cause I'd be interviewing people sometimes and you know, you can nearly see their full body on the screen. And yeah. I'm like, if I set that far back, like it just look odd. Well, yeah, and for me, like, I, you know, I, I have my notes and I have my cues and stuff where I do stuff. So, like, um, I can't read that far away. Like, obviously, <laughs> I have fine vision, by the way, people. But, um, you know, it's hard to read, especially, like, this is pretty This is pretty small text. And I, oh, I can't even see it. This is pretty small oh, text. Man. I had a lot of questions that I was maybe going to ask you. So, to do all of that, it's hard to read that and be very far away. Yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> Or, or you get like the people who are like it's like zoomed in, so you just see like their face, and I always find that weird. Yeah. Oh man, I was looking at some of the recordings from my early, early interviews last week, which is why I remember I was telling you my hard drive crashed. Yeah. I feel like that was part of the reason. But um, oh, my first like five interviews, like it was literally up there. You could just see my forehead and my mouth. It was like ridiculous, you know. <laughs> It's crazy. Like I, I look back at some of my like first, you know, first interviews of the first season, and like I thought it was it was fine. But then like I look at it compared to like what I'm doing now, and it's like mm -hmm. I can see how much like progress I've had. You know, again, this is going on my fourth year of doing it. So if you're not progressing in four years, it might <laughs> yeah. be an issue. Yeah. Do you feel like you've gotten to the? Because recently, you now the last year, or so I feel like I've, you know, got very comfortable. And almost like I've found the sweet spot for me, you know, where I'm happy with, you know, it's kind of, I suppose it's confidence in what you're doing. Well, it definitely is. I think for the most part I am. There's still like some cages, like to me, there's some guests like you have on and it just like, you're just not gelling, you're not vibing. Mm. 
and I think that's a struggle, like to try to try to get that. Especially like there's people who, like I, you know, if I, you're, you're probably familiar, like if you set this up through a third party or a manager, promoter, whatever, and like then you don't even meet the person until the interview. Yeah. So to me, it's like sometimes it's hard, but like most of the time, I try to make them feel comfortable, so that way you know we can have a good interview. Where I really noticed my confidence really skyrocket, I covered Motoblot in Chicago last year, and if if I was doing the interview interviewing uh, the Vaudettes uh, in the streets of Chicago, um, so like if I, I was like I could set this up, I could do this, then like I can pretty much do anything. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Geez, that's that's a major step up. Like, I couldn't even imagine doing that over here. But over here, then, we wouldn't have as much opportunity to do that. But, geez, even just to, you know, like, even step out of the comfort of your studio and have to do it in a different place. And then on the street, you know, people walking by, stuff like that. Oh, man, I'd, I'd need some serious run-up time to try to psych myself up to do that, you know? I mean, the cool part of that, like, they're really awesome. They're, they're very cool to work with. And what was nice about it was that, um, I mean, at least it was, like, a little bit gated off because part of, like, the Motoblot Festival. So mm. the only thing I had to really worry about was the motorcycles going past. So that was the only thing I was really concerned about was, like, noise. Mm. But that was, like, impromptu. Like, I wasn't planning on going to that to do that. Uh, I just started talking to them, and we just started kind of hit it off. So, like, yeah, of course, we'll, we'll, we could do an interview today. So that's kind of how, like, it was just completely impromptu. I didn't have any notes prepared. I was just like, all right, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sometimes I feel like when you don't have any notes, it's kind of, it turns out to be one of your best interviews. You know, because for a long time, I used to just go into the interview blind. You know, I'd obviously listen to their music and look up a small, very minimal amount about them and just, you know, go off the top of my head. Recently, though, I've started, like yourself, making notes and making questions just in case you know you have something something to fall back on yeah i've i've always liked it uh, to me it makes me feel more confident that at least i i know the material i know who i'm going to be interviewing mm. to me i i feel better about it but i obviously could i do an interview without notes i have done it before uh of course i I'm, i feel confident i definitely could but to me, like, there's some stuff, and I know, as you, as you know, with some people, you know, some promoters and talent agencies, like, okay, you have to talk about this. You have to mention this. So that's kind of why I just started making notes. Like, I don't want to forget anything because if I have to mention, oh, there's a new album coming out. Oh, there's a new tour starting or whatever. Because to me, sometimes I get lost in the conversation and it's just like, yeah. oh, crap, I got to mention this or, you know, whatever. I have to figure out a way to include this. So I kind of like planning it out. And I don't know for you, do you – for like guests, do you like watch like previous interviews about them before you interview them? Sometimes, sometimes I find that maybe the bigger the guest or the longer their career, I might jump on, listen to a couple of podcasts or, you know, like you mentioned, working with a couple of PR and uh, companies and promoters and all if they've got a new album out and I know that they've been doing the run on podcasts you know I listen to maybe one or two of the most pre or the most recent ones to make sure I'm not asking the same questions yeah I, to me I, I sometimes listen to interviews depending on who I who I'm interviewing to me I look more for their mannerisms do they talk a lot do they not really talk at all or you know uh, that that's kind of what I look for when I when I w watch or listen to previous interviews, 
I don't like to do it too often because then I feel like I'm going to be influenced to ask like similar stuff. So that's why I kind of tried coming up with like my own stuff because I have like my own kind of, um, you know, style and I have my own kind of questions that at least from what I come up with, not many people, you know, I try to ask different things. I, I think I, you know, I accidentally, not accidentally, on purpose kind of stole a question from you, but I'm not going to admit that. I think you just did. <laughs> nope, nope, not, not at all. <laughs> but so that's and that's why I don't really. I, I mean, you should watch. You know, especially if you're a podcast, you should watch or listen to other podcasts to yeah. get ideas and to see what people are doing. I honestly, what I do is like I watch bad interviews <laughs> to, to to be like, okay, what did they do wrong? Okay, let me sure make sure I don't do that. Mm. Uh, that's what kind of like that's what I do before interviews. Sometimes I'll just watch a bad interview. Or like a, just a clip from a bad interview and go, ha ha, that was really bad. Let's, I'm going to make sure not to do that. How do you know it's a bad interview beforehand, though? Um, usually I look up like bad interviews uh, <laughs> like on YouTube. It, it's either, it, it, I either do that or like I watch like Nick Cage funny moments. Ah, right. <laughs> that's, that's what I do for like interviews and stuff. But um, I mean, yes, it is subjective if, if it was a bad interview or not. To me, if the guest is just totally just not... You know, they're not saying much. They don't look enthusiastic to be there. I kind of think that's kind of a bad interview. Or you, you like ask a really either inappropriate question or just a really stupid question um, that makes the guest feel uncomfortable or angry or something. I, I mean, I don't like doing that. I, you know, I, I'm not no. not here to make anyone angry. I know you're 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 very you're very good with your questions, and you don't really do that either. No, I try not to. I'm kind of, it's in the back of my head. It's like, if you interview, if you interview enough people, it's going to happen someday, you will offend someone. And I'm just dreading for that day to come, you know? And even in the past, I've been told I had to talk about certain things, but I didn't feel comfortable bringing it up, you know? And I was kind of, I was beating around the bush and even, I don't want to mention the episode or the band for people to know, but, um, if you've heard this one, it was a certain thing I asked the singer about her lifestyle, let's say. And you could hear the uncomfortableness in my voice because I didn't want to offend her. Even though the PR person had told me I had to speak about this, I wasn't, you know, I hadn't spoke to the singer beforehand. And I just, I don't know, I just didn't want to offend her, you know. Now, I know what you mean. Um, that to me, that's kind of a weird spot for um, a PR person to to kind of put you in, mm. unless I mean, unless it was like very public knowledge, then maybe. But I would I would obviously be uncomfortable with it before. What I've been doing, if there's a question I'm not sure about, someone like that, I that this guest will want to talk about before I even start the interview, I, I usually ask ahead of time, like, hey, you know, I was planning to discuss this. Are you are you you know are you okay with it? So that's what I do. I've only had a couple like questions where like I really need to I, I need to talk to this person beforehand, um, mm. just in case because it could be it could make it really bad, <laughs> you know. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So I, I know there's you know there's been a few occasions. Luckily, it hasn't happened in a very you know in a couple seasons actually. I've been I've been pretty good about that. I mean, again, I what I notice a lot with with podcasters they like kind of purposely ask those kind of questions and. I mean, to me, it's to me, it's a little of a scummy move to like to kind of do stuff like that just to get views on YouTube, like or like yeah. put it in the title too. To me, I just I, it it rubs me the wrong way as a podcaster. Yeah, me too. You see, it's all 
these guys are looking for like that perfect phrase or that perfect story from their guests so that you know even take music podcasts so that like kerrang magazine will pick up on it and publish their podcast you know it's not worth it really you know you want to build a good relationship with the guest you want to well the way i approach it is i always say to my guests just think of it as two old friends sitting having a chat you know you want them to be relaxed comfortable and just open up you know oh exactly and to me i think it, it also builds a little bit of mistrust in the audience too if you, mm-hmm. if you start doing that stuff i know some people are into that kind of stuff like the gossip and the rumors and you know whatever whatever the information is but to me it's just that's not what i what i listen to podcasts for to me i'd rather like hear, have some people who are laughing having a good time telling good stories you know that, that's kind of what i look for and that's definitely yeah. what i look for when i'm trying to interview a guest yeah exactly you want to have a good time you want to you know if you're having a good time with the guest the audience is having a good time you know i've listened to podcasts before and i actually feel like i'm in the room and i'm amongst them having the conversation you know and when the podcast's over it almost feels like i was there amongst the conversation you want your listeners to feel like that you know and if you're having negative conversations and your your podcast is full of negativity you're not going to have any long-lasting fans or listeners you know oh definitely and uh, you know it may be cool for a little bit but i don't to me i don't like listening to a lot of negativity because to me it just doesn't it doesn't help me it doesn't help my you know my mental health or anything like that i want to produce you know have positive conversations and talk about cool things that are coming up and just have fun I know you're, exactly. you're very similar with that approach as well. Yeah, definitely. Like there's enough negativity in other aspects of your life that you don't need to be making negativity on your podcast, you know? Oh, exactly. I know like, I, I see a lot of it on social media too. It seems to be like the, the trending thing on social mm-hmm. media is like, it's always like negative stuff. There's very rarely is there something positive that's actually like trending on social media. Yeah, exactly. To be honest with you, if I didn't have the podcast, I wouldn't be on social media. I think I'm just fed up with it at this stage, you know? Uh, dude, I totally feel it. I, I, I've said that before, too, like to some of my friends. Like, if I didn't do what I'm doing, I accidentally hit my mic, um, <laughs> uh, I wouldn't be on social media either. Or if I was big enough where I was making enough money, I would pay someone to do my social media. <laughs> just take care of it. Because, oh, that's the dream. Oh, dude. <laughs> it's it's you know again it's a cool feature it's a very great tool for Mm. you know people people like us and the you know the up-and-coming podcasters but at the same time you have to go through a lot of you know that you have to weed through a lot of things to actually Mm. try um to gain some traction for your podcast that's that's what like last year the end of last year i kind of pulled back from social media as well because you know this whole thing you have to post at a certain time of the day you have to all that stuff you have to go through i got sick of it you know and it's more like a game of luck you know one day you'll post you could get 400 likes the next day you'll post the exact same time everything you get four likes you know it makes no sense it's totally stacked against you so it kind of turned me off it and i've gone into a kind of way now where I literally just post when the new episode's out. You know, whereas before I'd be posting memes or if it was a singer's birthday, I'd post a, a photo of them saying happy birthday, stuff like that. But now I've cut way back just to the new the new episode post. And I feel like that's actually after helping my mental health because I was getting so frustrated and so annoyed with it. It was kind of turning me against doing the podcast, you know? 
and then like social media isn't a major uh, social media isn't a major part of the podcast you know the podcast is there to record interviews with cool musicians record the conversations and get it out there we only use social media to get more pe more people's eyes on it to listen but the way i saw facebook especially they want you to pay to show the people and i read a report a guy spent like a thousand dollars on facebook ads and like it got shown to say four thousand people and out of that four thousand people i think 10 people actually listened you know it's not worth it at all no it, it is really not i really like how you said you know it's stacked against you know the user really but it definitely like you got to pay for people on your page to see it like to me hmm. If if it was working, you know, you know, as it should, friend, yeah, yeah, as it should. If you had, let's say, two thousand likes on your page, well, two thousand people should, you know, they should be able to see it because they like the page, yeah. not like a tenth of your audience. Yep, yep. Sure, there was a a post not so long ago I put up, and someone liked it, right? And I was like, that name sounds familiar, and I went in, and they're a person that liked the page when it was first set up but like they've never liked anything since and i was speaking to him and i was like did you you know forget about the podcast or like no i listen to the podcast every week when you release an episode it's just i never see your stuff on social media but i've liked your page so i don't know why yeah i i've had similar people tell me you know same thing about that and kind of what i've just been telling them uh, is just either just follow on Spotify or subscribe on YouTube because that way you get the notifications yeah. when a new episode is dropped. It just, it is very frustrating with social media. I'm definitely kind of reaching that point with it too of, you know, you know, it, you know, it just, it's frustrating to like, see, you know, like no one's seeing this post. Like, mm. especially if you put like a lot of work into it, like I, I make my own artwork. I know you do the same as well. And then like, just nobody sees it because of their algorithm. It's just like, this sucks. <laughs> yeah bring let's start a, a movement to bring back facebook from like six years ago you know nice yeah. <laughs> or, or or just have like just I, I i don't really care what platform it is. if it's like people you know people are on it and people can see it then like i'm in yeah for it. but i just been trying to drive people to either spotify or youtube or you know something at least youtube's a lot better with the plus you can make posts now on there okay yeah oh i didn't know that i know no, I accidentally hit my mic. Uh, I didn't know that. I never really use, well, I do use YouTube, but I have it all automated. You know, when I release a new episode, the video automatically gets made and put onto YouTube. It's just, it's not a video like this. It's, a, you know, the, the promo sort of videos where it's just the artwork. Yeah. So I, I never, I never even look at YouTube, really. I didn't know that. I didn't know you can automate. I, I see, I'm... Maybe it's just me being me, but like I, I have to man to me to know I do it right. I have to manually upload stuff, so that way I can tweak the you know the description mm. and to you know include different stuff and you know whatever. So that's I, I kind of just like doing it all myself. That's why like when I upload, I upload to you know I've I've anchor YouTube and uh, Rumble, and that's where like I just do it all manually myself. Yeah, yeah, that's handy, I suppose to. You know as you said know that you're doing it all right or that it's all going up right but from my point of view it was kind of like i'm doing so many things i'm spread so thin that when i realized i could have it all automated with youtube it's like right there's nothing to worry about that'll go up and it's one less thing for me to worry about i can focus that time on another side of the podcast 
And I think that is that's very good. I think uh, I, I've tried to been cutting back kind of my responsibilities with stuff, like with doing stuff. But uh, I don't know, it's just me. If I, if I'm not working <laughs> on it, it just feels like I'm not doing stuff. I don't know. Maybe that's just how I am. Uh, I know, like I'm, I'm trying to do better with that. For I actually have time to do other things and you know enjoy my life and all that kind of stuff. Mm. Uh, not you know not to say that I don't enjoy the podcasting, but you know it's nice to focus on other things, you know, other hobbies and interests and oh, stuff. Yeah. That way you don't go crazy. Exactly, exactly. There was a period for a few months, and I think you probably know the time as well because we were chatting a bit, and it was all getting too much to me like i was going to pack it all in because i was literally focusing 95 percent of my time my free time on the podcast like i was working 45 50 hours a week at my normal job and then my free time was going towards the podcast and it was just it was getting way too overwhelming you know and the last six months now i've kind of after that i realized you know what the podcast is not the most important thing in your life it's at the moment a hobby you know so treat it like a hobby spread it or, or spread your time amongst other hobbies and include that you know and it worked like i'm much happier i'm much more enthusiastic about the podcast and i don't see that i'll ever get fed up of it that, that's very good to make that kind of adjustment to realize you know this is you know it was you're getting burned out on it and uh, not being uh, not happy with it I've, I've definitely been there a few different times with this. I still don't think I probably have the best work life, you know, podcasting balance uh, yet, but um, I definitely, I definitely know what you mean by that. And I still think I, I, I spend too much time on it uh, for me <laughs> really? personally. Uh, but sometimes I feel like, I don't know, sometimes I feel like when I'm gaining traction on something, it's like, all right, I gotta go all in, I gotta dive in and actually do it and then sometimes it doesn't work out <laughs> yeah yeah that's the thing though you have to know how to bounce back from them times as well definitely i know there's been a lot of challenges i've faced when doing this so um kind of want to get to a few of my questions I mean, we've been having a really great conversation <laughs> chatting with this so right now what do you think um what, what were some of the biggest challenges you face like right now with podcasting right now at this exact moment my hard drive is broken. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is a big challenge. It is all right. I have to like basically all my files from my team song to interviews I've recorded to artwork. Everything is on that hard drive. I have to get it fixed and get the files off it. But uh, realistically, at the moment, I suppose maybe scheduling. That's kind of like a constant struggle, you know, especially because I'm in Ireland. 90% of my guests are American, you know, are, well, actually my guests are split up between America and South Africa. So South Africa is two, two hours ahead of me. And then America can be anywhere from like two hours behind me to like eight hours behind me. So that's the biggest kind of thing I have to deal with, you know, and then I work nights for two weeks at a month and it's kind of, I have to get up before like four hours before going into work, do an interview, hope it doesn't go over and then go to work and then come home in the morning, maybe do an interview for someone in South Africa before I go to bed. And oh, it's just, it's a nightmare at times. It can get a bit too hectic, you know, and in the past I have gone overboard on booking guests. There was one week I was working nights and I'd have to leave at nine o'clock. 
And from Monday to Friday, I was on nights. And Monday to Friday, I had an interview scheduled for like 7 or 8 p.m. every night before I went into work. And then, say on the Tuesday, someone contacted me saying they wanted me to interview someone from South Africa on the Thursday. So I had five already booked in, and then it turned out I had six interviews in the week. Saturday morning, I actually felt physically sick, you know, from just tiredness and being overworked. It's just, and I vowed then never to do it again. Yeah, I can definitely understand that, and um, I've definitely overbooked guests too. I've, I totally like know what you mean, and I mean currently, I, I'm, I'm in between jobs right now, so like I do have that time. But when I was working and trying to schedule stuff around a work schedule, like I was working just nine to five or eight to five. So I, you know, had a little bit more luxury with that. Plus being in America, you know, you can, you know, there's not yeah. much of a time difference compared to, you know, being in Ireland. But dude, that, that's hardcore. I thought some of my scheduling was <laughs> bad, but that, that's hardcore. Yeah, yeah. And you know how it is like, you know, at the time when you're taking these bookings, you're like, oh, great. I'm not going to run out. I'm going to have enough interviews for the week, but then, or for the month even. But then when you have them all recorded, it kind of sinks in. I've too many interviews. You know, I'm wanting to, re I'm wanting to release one a week. I've like eight in the can. And then another thing I kind of struggle with is when you're dealing with PR companies, I feel like you can't be like, oh yeah, this interview is going to be out in five weeks time. You know, I feel like two weeks tops is the most that they will wait. So, you know, you'll end up, if you record five or six interviews in a week, you'll almost end up having to release the, all of them over the next two weeks. Yeah, I know. I I know what you mean by that. Some of them definitely very, very insistent on like it has to, you know, be released mm -hmm. in a certain amount of time and stuff. And I, I mean, my schedule, I was releasing two to three a week. Uh, mm -hmm. to kind of keep up with like how many I've actually recorded and I'm trying I, I, I mean I told you this last year I told you this year, this year like yeah I'm gonna cut back and um, I kind of haven't <laughs> <laughs> I kind of thought that alright yeah I don't know how you released two to three week though you know like I've the maximum I've ever released in a week is two and in the last couple of months that's been a constant you know maybe two weeks out of the month I released two but, geez, the work it takes to get those two interviews ready to be released in the one week, and then it's like, oh, they're released. Oh, no, I have another one. I have to edit now for next week. You know? It's just, it's a hell of a lot of work. You really you really need a team behind you. Oh, definitely. I know there's a lot of YouTube channels that have, like, teams, you know, in place. It's not just the person you see on camera. We don't mm. have that luxury. Like, no. the people you hear and see, you know, Brian and myself, we do everything. We we do the social media. We do the interviews. We do the editing. We do the artwork. Uh, I mean, well, that's kind of the main stuff. But anything else that comes up, you know, cultural applications, you know, vet vet who we want to have on the podcast. Yeah, booking. Yep. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. We're basically a one man show. We definitely are. We are one man team. You know, for our podcast and with booking. I mean, this year. And again, you know, we'll see what happens. But this year, I'm definitely trying to focus on these are guests I really want to interview. Like, yeah. you know, either really like the music or I think I'll have a really great conversation with them or whatever. 
like that's kind of been my focus. Usually back when I first started, I was just saying yes to everybody because I didn't really have much of a you know audience or following or whatever. So I was like, okay, I need to get some guests rolling. So now I feel like four, almost four years in, it's like, all right, I want to be more selective with who I'm interviewing. Mm. Yeah, definitely. I was like, I think everyone is like that to start though, you know, because you're just focused on, I need episodes. And when someone comes to you, even if you're not gone on their music, you'll be like, yeah, okay, I'll take them in because that'll be, you know, next week's episode. And then I have the week after and the week after, I need to fill these spots. But once you get to the stage where you realize, you know, you have an audience, you have the skills to do it, to do the podcast, you realize that you can actually be selective and you should really only be talking to who you want to talk to. Because at the end of the day, if you're not interested, no matter how good an actor you are, it'll come across and the audience will see it. That, that definitely is very true. Uh, yeah, not, you can't really act enthusiastic about something if you're really not. I mean, you can, you can fake it for a little bit, but not for a whole conversation. No, you'll slip up at some stage. And I've even noticed in editing conversations in the early days, like I thought I was being like enthusiastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then in the editing, I noticed like that 15, 20 minutes in, there was a couple of times when I was like, yeah, all right, hmm, yeah. You know, I just didn't sound enthusiastic at all, but I didn't catch it during the conversation. Well, it's hard. Like, I, I catch myself in editing, like, uh, either I said something wrong or, like, um, I, I, you know, I just didn't transition well from something. Like, it's hard in the conversation to kind of catch yourself or, mm -hmm. like, you, you say the wrong date for something. Like, it's, it's hard to realize you did that sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, sure. You're focused on so many other things. You're focused on asking the question, listening to the answer. And then when you're listening to the answer, you're thinking of the next question. Yeah, and that's kind of the hardest thing is trying to, you have to guide the conversation, but also you have to pay attention to what they're saying. Yeah. And I, I don't try to just like, okay, that's what they said. All right, move on. Like if they said something interesting, I try to I try to follow up with that or something. But it's also hard because I know, I don't know if you've ever had like, all right, you got this yes for like 30 minutes or whatever, you know, you have a time frame or like 20 minutes or whatever, you know, whatever their time frame is. So like, okay, I have to get the main stuff in, in this amount of time. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of, I hate when that happens though, because it's kind of from the start, before you even press record, there's kind of like an uncomfortable feel. You feel like you have to rush through it. You know, you have to hit the points they want to talk about, but then you have to hit the points that you have, you want to talk about. Because I always think, Right, if I'm given like 15 minutes, a half an hour, I have to, they're obviously coming on to promote something. We have to talk about that. But then there's no point in coming on a show called Concerts That Made Us if you don't talk about your concerts. You know, so I always feel like we have to get the concert stuff in but after we uh, we discuss what they're promoting, basically. Dude, I, I totally feel there's definitely some questions I really like to hit on in interviews. And sometimes, there, you know, there's that balance of like, okay, you got a new album coming out. We got to talk about that. We only got 15 minutes. So, like, I, you know, am I going to get any of my other questions in? Or are we going to, like, just talk about the album? You know, it's it's hard. I, I, I don't like when that happens, unfortunately, with people scheduling with, you know, hmm. how, how things go. Unfortunately, you don't get kind of the desired uh, time length you want, especially like there's some, it's like, oh, we, we were having a great conversation, but then, you know, I only had yeah. 20 minutes to do something. Yeah, I had an interview with a guy there last season, last year. No, I think it's still this season. 
it was last year anyway, last summer it came out. And uh, it went on for an hour and a half. And I thought it was going great. Well, it was going great. You know, it, it was a great conversation. It was a very popular episode. But at the end of it, when I pressed, when I stopped recording, he turned around and he goes, geez, that was a long one. My PR, my publicist told me we'd be on for a half an hour. And I was like, what? Like she had never said to me, I had a half an hour's worth of time. And I was here talking to the guy for an hour and a half. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah, yeah. But like, I was thinking then, I was like, if he thought it was just a half an hour, why didn't he stop me after a half an hour? Because he just, he went on with the conversation and there was, there was no point where he looked like disinterested or fed up. You know, he kind of, he was enthusiastic about the conversation the whole way through. So, uh, that's strange. Kind of odd. Yeah, yeah, just odd a bit. Situation. I, I try to tell my guests ahead of time, like wh how long I'm going to plan on. I know for us, I'm going a little bit longer because, well, I like... You know, having a conversation with you. Plus, this is our first time actually speaking yeah. to each other. Usually, we just text each other funny stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's not for the audience, though. They, uh, they'll have to pay extra to see that. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but, but when I, I try to tell them ahead of time, like, hey, you know, I'm planning to go 45 minutes, if that's okay with you. And you know, some are like, well, I've got 30 minutes or, you know, whatever. And that's fine. Or some is like, well, I, you know, I got a whole hour. You want to talk for an hour? I'm like, sure. Good with me too. Yeah. Communication is very important, especially as we talked about, if you're using a third person who is not your guest, it's hard to, you know, you can communicate. Like I, I you know, sometimes I've had happen where I communicate with the, the, the third party and then they don't communicate with the guest <laughs> or the guest yeah. tries to communicate with me and I just don't get it. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I've had that as well. Honestly, with you know the publicists I've worked with, I've I haven't had really any issues, which I'm very happy for, very glad uh, of like any kind of huge miscommunications or stuff. And uh, I hope hope that continues because it's to me it kind of brings me down when you have to deal with like uh, just outside stuff that's not that really doesn't mean a whole you know mm. it shouldn't affect stuff, but it is affecting stuff, and it really doesn't matter that much. To me, it just it it brings it to me. It brings me down. When I'm trying to do this podcast when people make it not fun. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Or you get a PR company scheduling like three or four guests for you, and like three of them don't turn up. The <laughs> reason <laughs> uh, I'm laughing because I know I know what he's talking about with that. Uh, I'm not going to say the name of the company, but yes, I, I I had something very similar happen to me with that. It's just it's unfortunate. Uh, like I. To me, there shouldn't be an excuse to that. To me, if, if you make a commitment to have a guest be on, you know, on who's ever show, and then yeah. you just no show or whatever, it used up my time to make the notes, to ask these questions, to make time to do this interview. Same with you as well, because mm -hmm. we have, we don't, you know, we're we're pretty, you know, with our schedules and stuff. Like we're busy people. You know, obviously, you're working a lot, and I'm trying to find a job. So when I was working, it was, um, you know, it was a lot of time taken away from this for them just to yeah not exactly yeah all the preparation and everything going into it and then as you said they don't show up you're sitting there like an idiot for 20 minutes waiting for them to join the meeting and then you send a message and it's like okay i'll check with them and an hour later they get back and say sorry they can't come to it you know and if it's happening that case in particular to me that's a major lack of communication because three separate people can't just decide or can't just forget about the meeting, you know? 
Exactly. And I, I'm not saying just for PR companies too. I've had just bands, just no show. Mm-hmm. And um, sometimes like you'll like send them a message or an email or something. And then like, you just don't hear back, you know, or, or, or for a few days or never. Or do you ever have someone like a band reach out to you to ask for an interview? You give them a chance, set it up and then they no show. And it's like, you asked me to come on. What are you no showing? You know? Uh, I think, yeah, I think I've had, yes, I think I've had that. It hasn't been in a long time. I haven't had a no show in a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've had people show up late. Um, yeah, that, that was kind of a regular occurrence at the beginning of the last season. Like people were just showing up late, um, <laughs> which kind of sucks. <laughs> Cause like, yeah. to me, I try to budget like an hour ish. Mm-hmm. And then like, if there's technical difficulties, if a person doesn't show up on time, it's like, well, kind of cuts in the time of the, the interview as well. Cause you yeah. know, if I have to do something or like, you know, whatever it, um, yeah, it kind of just cuts into the interview or like, I, like I'll be unprepared. Or like they come back to me two hours later, like, Hey, I'm ready now. It's like, well, I'm eating dinner. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're not just sitting there at the mic all day waiting for them to show up. You do have a life. It, what know? I've been doing lately, if you don't show up in 15 minutes, I kind of just go on with my day. Like I'll send you a message, email, whatever, but I kind of just go on my, on my day. And if I do have time later that day, like I'll, you know, we can reschedule or next week or whatever. But to me with how I pack interviews and stuff, like if you kind of miss it or whatever, and like, unless there's very like extenuating circumstances, like emergency or something. Something understandable. Yeah. Very understandable. But sometimes you're like, yeah, I just forgot or whatever. It's like, well, I don't really have much time to reschedule. I try to honor all interview commitments I'd make, but sometimes like I, I don't have time to schedule this. Where am I going to put this in my, you know, where am I going to release this now? Yeah, exactly. That's the other side of it. Cause I was going to ask like, if someone no shows and say they show up a week later, do you still keep them in the same slot for release or do you move back their slot a bit? It depends. Some like what I've been trying to do lately is, um, uh not schedule so much ahead of time Mm -hmm. so that if someone does like no show then that way okay like this person will take this spot i can release it then um sometimes or for like i if it's like i wasn't going to release it for a week or two then i'm like okay well we can just keep the same spot if i interview next week it's fine yeah uh but some it's like i've had i've had a few people where they've interviewed me or not where i've interviewed them like oh hey um can we put this out by Friday? I know it's Thursday, but can you put it out by Friday? Yeah. It's like, well, it's like, yeah, I want to promote this show. And I'm like, <laughs> like, yeah, thanks. I can yeah, turn this around in, you know, 16 hours. Thanks. Yeah, I've had that as well. And same thing. I think it was like a Monday and we're like, oh, can, no, actually, we hadn't even recorded it yet. And the Sunday night, they were like, can you have this released Wednesday? Because I, I'm playing a big show at the weekend. And I want it to be recorded or I want it to be uh, I want it to be released to promote the show. And I was like, well, first of all, like I've other shows lined up. This wasn't going to be released for like two, three weeks, maybe. There was no way I could turn it around in that time. You know? It's funny, like I talked to talked to some guests and like, oh yeah, you know, interviews are really easy to show up and talk. And I'm like, No. <laughs> you do. I don't. Yeah, exactly. Like, don't realize the time that it takes. Like, you literally have to listen back to the whole episode and take stuff out of it. Like, you can't just, oh, it's recorded, upload it, and release. You have to edit it. You have to do the the artwork. The artwork is the easiest part because you're just making the art. The editing, for me anyway, 
sucks because I feel like I'm a real, I go over the top perfectionist when it comes to editing. You know, I'll probably, there's been some episodes I've listened back to three times when I'm editing and taking stuff out and cleaning it up and all. You know, because when, when I started, it used to take me about five hours to edit a one hour episode. Now it's down to like, I think three hours, which is still a lot. That is definitely a lot. I What I kind of do, if it's just an audio-only podcast, like it's just going to audio platforms, then like I'll, I'll, like I'll, I'll like re-listen to like the whole thing, make sure there's no noise problems or whatever. If it's a video one, I don't do as much editing unless I know, okay, that spot's got to get edited out. There was an issue there, whatever. Mm. Or like, hey, I didn't really like that conversation or this talking point or whatever. I'll edit that out. But if I'm pretty happy with the interview, I don't do a whole lot of like video editing for it. Mm. As long yeah. as it sounds good, yeah, I, I I've added a background to my videos now for this season, so I'll include that and I'll cut whatever I need to cut. Add the intro, add the merch store plug, you know, <laughs> credits, all that stuff. So I don't do as much. Depending on like, there's somewhere like the audio is just awful. I don't know if you've ever had that where like the guests. For whatever reasons, like their audio was just awful, and I'm like, I don't know what to do. Yeah, <laughs> there's not much I can do with this. Yeah, I've I've had guests that sound like they're talking through a tin can to me, or I've had guests that kept moving their chair, or their people people came into the room, or there was a dog running around. You could literally hear the dog panting on the mic, you know. And it's just there's nothing you can do with stuff like that, really. Yeah, you just have to I've, let it go. I used to try to like edit as much as I can of that stuff or like, you know, try to make it a little, little better. But nowadays it's like, unless it was like a long period of time or like the guests had like, I've had somewhere they had to take the dog outside or him. So like, I'll edit that part out. Like no one needs, you know, oh, yeah. it doesn't add to the interview. Uh, but if, if it's for the most part, if the audio is decent enough, like good, you know, not like, like I, I'm not lowering my standards and stuff. It's just more of the, I, it's going to take me way too long to, to not fix this <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that kind of thing but yeah there's so much that goes on with like editing i that's why like i try to tell people like sometimes in interviews i'll bring it up it's like there's a lot that goes on behind this behind this mm. podcast that you don't actually see yeah that, like, you know they're not going to see us you know type you know editing on a computer because well that's just boring anyway for you know no one, <laughs> no one wants to see that anyway no but, i think you'd actually lose the audience if they seen that <laughs> <laughs> we would be would be funny. Oh, pause. be like you pause the interview. All right, I gotta go edit now. <laughs> oh god, <laughs> that would that would definitely be something. Mm. But it, there there's there's definitely a lot with it. And what I'm really trying to do this season is you know I'm I'm coming out with not just the interviews this season, but also making like my own like Friday show. I don't know if I've told you this. I don't think I have the skit show was it kind of yeah um you know there's gonna be an op like an opening skit and then there's you know the intro and then i'll talk about like current news and then like this week in history and music oh, and you know obviously you know to close out then as well and if there's any upcoming shows that you know whatever that kind of thing so it's gonna be i kind of want to do that too um to kind of show a little bit of a different side like the radio show unfortunately just wasn't like, it was cool, like, I'm featuring these, you know, featuring all these bands, featuring all this music. I know you do kind of the same thing with um, CTMU uh, Radio. You do a few episodes of that as well. Yeah. I, I just wasn't, 
it, to me, I just wasn't getting many listeners. Like, there's a few where just like one listener. It wasn't me, by the way. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> uh, so like, I kind of want to do something just a little bit different, and like, I'll feature like a closing song of you know like that as well. So still a little bit of that radio aspect. But yeah, I kind of want to do just a, a little bit different uh, for this season because obviously I have this really cool backdrop I paid for and I kind of want to use it more. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you. No, that sounds cool. I'm often thinking of, you know, other different episodes I could get that would kind of, you know, if the interview doesn't appeal to you, this episode will, you know, and I th that's obviously what you're trying to do as well. But it's kind of... I've had loads of ideas, but it's kind of finding the time. And even with the, you mentioned the radio show. For me, I, I've released two over like four months or five months. But finding the time to actually sit down and produce one of them episodes, it takes a lot, you know, and then trying to find what music and what you're going to say about it and everything. And before I started, I was saying to you, oh, it'll be great. You know, it's obviously a way to you know, get to different people or get to different listeners and stuff like that. But I don't know, it's not all it's cracked up to be either. You know, the love isn't in it for me really anymore. Like I've, I've tried to, you know, use like, you know, established names plus up and coming music that's been submitted to me too. And I just, it just hasn't got the traction for mm. it, which I mean, I understand there's, you know, there's over the air radio, there's Sirius XM radio, there's other aspects. It's not just like what we do. Um, mm. So I just, yeah, just didn't for me at least. I know that my audience didn't necessarily grasp grasp onto it. Yeah, yeah. I well, I got a good few listens on them, but when you stack it up against the interview, it wasn't anywhere near it either. You know. Oh yeah, and for me, it took it took a very long time to produce those, as you you mentioned as well. Yeah. So like for all this work and for it to not to really do that great, I'm like, yeah, I think I need to. I want to change it up a little bit. Also, I want to, I want to show more like funny skits and stuff just because um, it seems like, well, that's something I want to try. And let's, we'll see if people find me funny. Uh, <laughs> but that's why I love if you've seen the, the, like, you know, the different characters that, that you know, been starting to introduce, you know, there's the B, BG Mancini. I don't know if you've seen him lately. <laughs> yeah, I love him. <laughs> so I mean, he's, uh, he's you know, always making a few more appearances as well you know and hard to get a hold of the guy so we'll see he's trying to take over my company host, you know hostile take over my company so that, that was in the last video he, he hacked into my video feed and said he's taking over my company so we'll see trying to fight that in court it's a lot of paperwork i could imagine i could imagine but it's a good idea as well because you know it's like giving the listeners access to your a bit more of your personality to get to know you you know because the interviews they don't get to know you they're there for the band the musician you know so then them uh them episodes will be great to to show your personality oh exactly and, and to kind of give a little bit of different aspects like i don't do like um like on social media i know people you know people told me it's like oh we gotta you gotta talk about different things you know you can't just share like your music stuff that's pretty much all i do is just share either music stuff like hey there's an upcoming show i'm going to or my podcast episode or something hmm. I, I don't do a whole lot of like what you know when I, what's on my mind or what i'm thinking uh i'd rather just do it in a video yeah yeah true true i uh I rarely do videos for social media. I don't think I've ever done. I've done one that was embarrassing, actually. I deleted it like a week later, <laughs> looking back on it. But uh, it was like my first like major big name guest. And I was only doing the podcast a couple of months and I was like really green, you know, really new to it. And this interview, 
like I was terrified of going live as well. So I was like, I had my hand over the screen like that. And you can see me kind of peeking around to make sure it was live. And then I took my hand down and, oh, I was so embarrassed and looking back, you know, and then I, <laughs> stupidly enough, I was like, guess who the guest is. It's one of the biggest bands in the world. Uh, write it in the comments. No one, not one person guessed that. I had to basically give a load of hints then basically telling them what the band was. It was Nine Inch Nails, like, but nobody guessed it. Just, I was like, yeah, that didn't work at all. Let's try erase that from my memory. <laughs> now, I've definitely produced videos where I go, ah, that, that didn't work out very well. Or like production wise, like either my camera didn't work right or my mic mm. didn't, you know, I've had mic issues. I know, again, before I, before I started covering music festivals, I would go live uh, like a few weeks before. I actually, for the most part, except for one where I didn't turn my mic on, which, by the way, still occasionally happens, um, I thought they actually went really well. And what I just tried to do for that kind of stuff, just to keep it short. I, yeah. I Again, I, I've i written – I'm trying to get better at writing scripts myself for that kind of stuff. Like I, yeah. I, I try to pride myself on being completely um, – you know, this is – you know no no script this is, i'm just talking and for those i did i didn't write a script or anything it was just this is what i'm going to talk about but at some point you're going to get tripped up where you forget what you're saying or you just have a bad transition or you forget information so i mean it's good to know how to do that in certain situations but at the same time it's better to have a safety net yeah exactly exactly there's some videos where i just or, or some previous interviews where oh that just uh, and again, I always feel like it's my response. Like if it's a bad interview, I always take it as my responsibility for like, you know, it wasn't a good interview. You know, mm. sometimes if you don't got much to work with, if a guest is just saying like two words or whatever, it, it, it's hard to break through and actually have a conversation. Yeah, you have to be able to make the, con uh, make the connection with them as well. You know, if you can connect with someone, even if it's not an interview, situation you know even in your personal life if you can't connect with someone you won't be able to have a good conversation you know exactly exactly now I, we're, we're approaching the hour mark here um for this uh i have i've had a great time chatting i really didn't get to any of my questions honestly <laughs> really? Other than like the first one that was a question from joseph oh no i got no i got to my other so actually i, I got to like two questions but i had a really great time chatting it's nice to actually chat, chat with them a podcaster who kind of understands the struggle yeah. of uh, like what we're doing. I feel like we've just basically, we're like two old men after sitting here for an hour bitching about the podcast. <laughs> I have to do this and it's all me. <laughs> uh, I think that's exactly what we did. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, I, uh, I, I know you were my guest, but I felt like I talked for like at least half of this. Is, you know, I feel like we were pretty even with talking with this. Now that you say it, yeah. Questions. <laughs> so, um, I, I will ask you this. What are your plans for 2023 for Concerts Made Us? Right. My plans. <laughs> Normally, I feel like when you ask a music podcaster that, it's going to be like, oh, I'm going to get some big name stars and all this. But... I've actually kind of come to realize I want to focus on guests that I find interesting because I feel like, or I've noticed that the, the guests and the interviews that I find interesting that I've wanted to do have turned out to be the best. They've been listened to the most, you know? So I'm 
I'm kind of making a list of bands that I really find interesting. That doesn't matter if they're like unknown or if they're really well known. So that's what I'm focusing on is just getting bands that are really interesting instead of like, oh, I'm going to try to get Metallica or some crap like that. You know what I mean? That won't happen. And the other one is the last couple of episodes I've done have been listener requested ones. So listeners have sent me messages on social media or emails saying, hey, I really love this band. I love your podcast. I'd love to hear them on the podcast. And I've been lucky enough to actually get a couple of the bands to appear on the podcast. So hopefully going into 2023 now, I can continue to get some bands that the listeners have requested. I think there is, there's definitely three upcoming interviews I have scheduled that are from listeners. It's kind of cool as well, you know, because I feel like it's bringing another side to the podcast because it's kind of letting the audience in because it's kind of their podcast as well as my podcast, you know? Oh, definitely. I, I think that it's a really great uh, aspect and to, to allow people like, hey, I like your podcast. I like this band, you know, put it together. Yeah. Um, I think that's really cool. And I think also you probably need some really deep pockets to get Metallica on. <laughs> <laughs> probably, or you'd uh, have to promise some uh, really weird favors. <laughs> or, or that too, which we're not going to get into. No, uh, no. But no I, I, I definitely agree. And that's kind of the approach I want to take for this season too, is um, to inter interview guests that I think will have a great conversation. Or, or it's just like, I've never heard of you before, but I like you know your background or your story or whatever. So now mm. I want to have you on. Like I've had that too, where I've had some people like, I haven't heard of you before, but I, I like either like your music or you know, you have, you know really cool you know, backstory or whatever. Yeah, yeah. There's a band in particular I'm hoping to get on now this year. It's uh I've never heard of them, right? But they have they came out in the late eighties, early nineties in Seattle. They were kind of psychedelic rock. They were around during the the grunge explosion. They're still around and they've just had a really interesting career. There's about I think there's like ten of them in the band. And they've uh They've, they've always been swapping out members and everything, but the main two people have stayed. So I think they'd have a, they were mentioned in an interview I'd done recently that they had like a mass, their music had a massive impact on the guest. So I kind of thought they'd be really cool to interview now. I, I bet they have a cool story, especially if they were in Seattle when the likes of Soundgarden, Nirvana, you know, Pearl Jam were just launching. Imagine what they could tell. I do hope that happens for you because that sounds like mm. a really awesome interview. Yeah, fingers crossed anyway. Well, I hope you have a great 2023. It's been awesome chatting with you. So if anyone's curious, where can they find Concert Made Us online? Basically, all the usual podcast players. The best place would probably be the website, www.concertsthatmadeus.com, and you'll find all the links to your favorite podcast player there. You'll find the email list, the newsletter, basically anything that you want to know about Concerts That Made Us, that's the place to go. Right on, right on. I will drop some links for all things Concerts That Made Us podcast in the description as well. Brian, it's been amazing chatting with you. Thanks so much for hopping on Super Cool Radio. No need for thanks. I've really enjoyed it now. It's been a, an absolute blast. Hey, that's what I go for. If, having a great conversation. Finally got to actually see you face to, yeah. you know, face, to face, actually, for how long we've uh, known each other. It's nice to actually 
see you and talk to you. Yeah, exactly. It is. It is. Can't believe it's taken this long. We'll have to. Uh, we'll have to do it again and get through the rest of your questions. <laughs> uh, maybe. Well, hey, honestly, it was actually very refreshing. Where I didn't really have to focus on my questions. We were just kind of rolling with the conversation. I don't get yeah. that luxury a lot. Oh, where I, I can just listen and engage with my with my guests. So I appreciate it. Yeah, it's like what I said earlier on. Literally two friends having a chat. Exactly, exactly. And complaining about podcasts in between all that. Brian <laughs> <laughs> oh. of Constant Made Us Podcast. I'm your host as always, Matthew Thomas. Thanks so much for watching. This is Super Cool Radio. And remember, stay frosty. <laughs>